David Salama and Salin Mandalawi on hand. Our Denver Nuggets correspondent is with us here as well. How are you doing, Matthew? Doing pretty well. Thank God. Okay, great. It's good to have you back uh, after a while. Back. All right. So first off, I know you're the Denver Nuggets correspondent, uh, but I, I think there's no better way to start off this video than with the Warriors. We're, and we'll get to the Nuggets later. But uh, the Warriors are on top of the league right now. They have the best record in the league, 14-2. and two. Uh, They've won their last three games, I believe. And uh, Stephen Curry is just on fire. He has made 85 threes this season, which is the most threes in a 15-game stretch in NBA history. Nobody's ever made that many in any 15 games at all. And Curry has also had 10, 10 games since April with at least nine three-pointers made. Nobody in NBA history has ever had that many nine three-pointer games in their careers, ever. Uh, the Warriors have the best net rating in the league. They have the best uh, They have the best defensive rating in the league, and they have the second best offensive rating in the league. Uh, Stephen Curry and the Warriors are just on fire. Uh, so where do you see the Warriors uh, ending up in the postseason? Do you think they're a championship contender this season? Honestly, at the beginning of the season, I kept flashing back to Warriors of last year, and I said there's no way they could sustain it. Without Curry, they're nothing. But as incredible as Curry's been, and I think right now he easily is the MVP frontrunner, the team is firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. You mentioned net rating. Net rating's a stat that encompasses the entire offense and defense. And as we all know, it doesn't take one player to make that rating. It takes an entire team. So for that reason alone, and for the fact that Curry is putting up stats and making all these different accomplishments that nobody has ever done before, I see them right now as the favorites in the West and put arguably the favorites. Honestly, not arguably. I think they are the undisputed favorites right now to win the championship because the East doesn't scare me. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so like you said, it's it's a team effort uh, to to build up that net rating, and there have been a lot of guys contributing. Of course, Draymond Green, the second option on that team right now, as it is, uh, Clay Thompson just today got cleared for practice with the Warriors, full practice. Uh, he's expected to come back at around Christmas time, and then you've got uh, guys who have been stepping up on the court, like Gary Payton, the second. He's been amazing defensively, and he's very athletic. And you've got uh, Jordan Poole, who's took a, a step up in his game in yeah. this season. You've got Wiggins, who's uh, been a little bit more consistent than usual. Uh, and you've got plenty of these guys. you got Belitza grabbing the rebounds, Otto Porter hitting his shots. Uh, you know, these guys just uh, stepping up when their number is called. And it's, it's really contributing a lot to the team. So, uh, David, the, the MVP race is looking like it belongs to Steph right now, as we're speaking right now. But... How long can he keep this up? The man's 33 or 33 years old. And, you know, he's older than Derrick Rose, for God's sakes. You know, how long can he keep this up? And is this, re is it really going to carry him to an MVP? I, I think he, I think he's going to be able to keep it up. I, I really think he's, uh, I, I think he's the MVP front runner, as Matthew said. And, and guys are doing this without Clay Thompson and without James Wiseman. 
They're doing this with Bielitsa and Otto Porter. <laughs> Imagine Clay Thompson and, and James Wiseman. It's just it, – I honestly see them making it to the finals. I, I really see them making it to the finals if they can sustain it, if they can keep doing what they're doing. Steph is – I don't even know. I can't – I can't. like I'm speechless. I don't know what to say about Stephen Curry. Back-to-back 35-plus games. I heard also that the Warriors are the only team to score 100-plus points in every game this season. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy right there. <laughs> it is. It really is. And it doesn't – to me, I, I don't think age matters when it comes to Steph Curry. I, I, I really don't think it matters. He's really on pace to winning his third MVP award. I, I see him winning it. Right, right, yeah. Uh, Stephen Curry is, is just phenomenal. He has this breathing technique that he does uh, on the court to maintain his stamina. And and also Steve Kerr is, is very, uh, you know, keeps tabs on his stamina and, and just like, you know, like he'll get close to, to breaking a record and Kerr will just put him on the bench. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but uh, the Warriors, uh, I think they're going to stay on top of the league for the entire season. I think it's it's... Just, you know, they're going to have the best record in the league till the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think, Matthew? you think anybody else will take that crown from them, the top of the league, best record uh, in the league or in the West? So before I get into that, I think one last thing we need to point out is that the Warriors not only are second in offensive rating, first in defensive rating, and have the highest field goal percentage, but they're also first in assists, which shows you that it's not only Curry. I think Curry's talent is immense and incredible, but I think also he's doing such a great job of creating these mismatches and allowing the rest of his team to get better. And I guess uh, going into your original question, I think that injuries are holding back a few teams right now, specifically my Nuggets. But I also think that a team like the Warriors also are dealing with their own injuries. And when you get a guy like Clay back, one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, I'm one of the only people that can match Curry in terms of how pure and how true his shot is i think that team can't possibly fall below the one seed at least over the course of the entire season maybe temporarily but i really think they're the biggest contender but i think the contenders to them specifically i think you have to talk about the suns currently blowing out my nuggets as we speak but i think what they've been able to do last year they were incredible we all saw that amazing transformation we saw Devin booker become a whole new player we saw chris paul really turn around this entire franchise. I think they're amazing. I think the Jazz are great, but I just don't know if they really have what it takes to, I don't know if they're built as a championship team right now. I think last year we saw them have an amazing season and it fizzled out in the playoffs. A team like the Warriors is battle tested. And I think that's something that can't ever be overstated. The Suns are getting there. And I think that's why they're the biggest competitor, but they're not there yet. And I do think, and I have to say this, that another competitor right now is the Nuggets. Nuggets have been on a bit of a slump recently, but that's with Jokic out. That's with Jamal Murray out. That's with Michael Porter Jr. out. And we're talking about three all-stars right there. And Jokic right now has the highest player efficiency rating of all time. And it's not even close. The next highest is Wilt Chamberlain. And the gap between Jokic and Wilt is the same as Wilt and the 45th highest PER of all time. So what Jokic has been doing, it's bigger. It's insane. It's absolutely insane and mind-blowing. And when you have a guy like him off the court, as much as the Nuggets are trying their best, they're floundering. And it's inevitable that they will. But when he comes back, which hopefully won't be for too long, I think he's going to miss maybe another game or two. When you have MPJ coming back, hopefully in another week or two, 
and Jamal Murray, who I think is on pace for February or March, I think this team could be really scary. I just don't know if they'll be able to turn it around in time to catch up to the Suns or the Warriors. Right. Okay. Very good. So uh, that why well, you got a lot of everything there. <laughs> That's great. So uh, back to the Warriors. Let's. Uh, I want to zero in on on a certain specific game. They played it against the Cavaliers on Thursday night, the 18th. Uh, going into the to the third quarter, the Cavaliers were winning the game, uh, and then in the fourth quarter, the Warriors outscored the Cavs 36 to eight. Stephen Curry generated 33 shot 33 points he he scored or assisted or screen assisted or or you know he generated all the points in that quarter pretty much uh and it's it's not even just his scoring it's not even that the ball was in his hands the whole time it's that he was running off of screens and and he was uh you know uh countering the screens and and uh because the thing is the defenders were trying to top block him he was down low he was trying to get up to the three-point line so they get in between him and the three-point line when that happens he can just cut to the basket or he can just curl around the back and get back out to the other side of the three-point line (laughs) and he'll be open there And, and he's just and he's just so fast right when he gets open he gets the ball and it's an easy bucket uh, and then, of course, he's got his teammates around him. When he's not open, he'll he'll uh, he'll dime to one of his teammates, uh, and it's it's incredible. Just watching this man, the the numbers that he puts up, it's 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 insane. Uh, so the Warriors, Steph Curry, is out of this world. He's otherworldly. Uh, so. That's the Warriors, folks. Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, now. Let's move on to our Denver Nuggets. Uh, so first off, they are in a slump, as you mentioned. Uh, Jokic sat out a game, uh, and Jamal Murray is expected to be back uh, l- late December, maybe January. Uh, and then Michael Porter Jr., I haven't really heard any updates from him about his back, uh, but it's, it's, uh, he's out indefinitely right now. Uh, so um, I, I don't even know what to expect from him. And let's talk about Will Barton, man, because the, all those guys were out. And then he had a game where he had 30 points and they, they won the game. Uh, let me see. This was uh, not the Mavericks. This was before the Mavericks. Uh, but a- anyway, he's stepping up. He's really stepping up when, uh, when they call his number. And uh, I, I think it's incredible that the Nuggets just have a guy like that stashed away he's the longest tenured nugget he's been with the nuggets for a long time uh and the nuggets also have plenty of rebounders they've got uh jeff green jamichael green aaron gordon just had uh, 28 the other night uh you know they've got uh, uh monte morris facundo compazzo bull bull actually had some uh, some meaningful minutes uh the other night uh so i think that's a good sign so uh when Jokic, when Jokic, Murray, Porter Jr., when everybody's healthy, what would you say is their ceiling? Where, what, what's their ceiling? How far do they get in, in the Western Conference? Where do they go in the playoffs? What is it, Matthew? Go ahead. I think, uh, I, like I mentioned, 
mentioned before, I think they have limitless potential. The thing that's holding them back is injuries. And I think they will turn it around in time. It's just, when will that time be? Will it be too late to catch up to the streaking Suns and catch up to the streaking Warriors? So I think realistically, their ceiling right now is the three seed, which is incredible and unimaginable from where they were even two, three, four years ago. The fact that they have this long-term sustained success, considering how little they spend on external free agents. But as you mentioned right now, these injuries are absolutely killing them. But I think Michael Malone created this amazing culture of next man up. Jokic goes down, you have Will Barton playing lights out. He's playing some of the best basketball of his career. You have Will Barton, uh, sometimes he, I think he actually missed a few games also. You have Aaron Gordon playing some incredible basketball, some shutdown defense. Right now, the Nuggets, despite all these injuries, are still performing so well as a team. I don't think they have what it takes. Like they're playing against the Suns right now. When you're missing so many guys, it's impossible to keep up with a team like that. But it's only temporary. And just to throw out some stats, a defensive rating right now, even with guys like Jokic missing some games, especially Jamal Murray, who was on pace for an amazing defensive season last year, getting injured, they're tied for fourth right now, which is insane, considering, like I keep saying, how much they're missing. And I think defense wins games. I think the offense will be there. Jokic is one of the arguably the greatest offensive center of all time. And as I keep mentioning, he's having one of the most, no, he's having the most efficient <laughs> season ever. And I think when he comes back, the offense is going to rebound. And the defense already being where it is right now really makes a, paints a very scary picture for the rest of the West. Yeah, and, and to tie into what you were saying, I remember earlier I was saying that the, the Warriors are definitely going to make a finals appearance. But then when you say Mike Malone has really prepared the Nuggets in the sense that it's the next man up and uh, uh, the next man up is always ready, it's, it's like, okay, if the Warriors and Nuggets match up for the Western Conference Finals, who's going to win? Like, are the Warriors going to be able to keep up with the depth of the Nuggets? And I mentioned this on the last episode. And honestly, I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's possible. But, I mean, with the way the Warriors are playing right now, we, we could argue and say, yeah, it is possible. But that's the thing with the Nuggets. The Nuggets are just so deep. They have such a deep squad. And it's that's, that's when it really, you know – that's when you really start to ask, like, wow, the Nuggets can really make a finals appearance this season. Another thing to keep mentioning, I don't know if you guys have heard of the name Bones Highland, but if you haven't, you very much will both soon. This David's kid is incredible. Oh, yeah, I oh, picked yeah. him up on fantasy. Yeah. It's a great call because Bones Highland is insane. I think he has potential to be one of the best rookies of this class right now. When the bench has been struggling, he's been there to give them this huge boost. And I think you see him mature and get better every single game. And you keep mentioning their depth, which I think will only improve when players get healthy. But if you can have a guy like him, who's so young, was drafted 26th overall, continue to improve each and every day, I think that depth gets even better. And I think that's one of the biggest strengths of the Nuggets right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Bowen's high on that. I love him. He's absolutely incredible. He, uh, like you said, gives a boost to the bench, an offensive uh, boost. Uh, so the last episode, we actually had a, a, a Nuggets-Warriors conference finals playoffs matchup that was the prediction that that was made so i want to hear your take if the nuggets matched up against the warriors in a playoff series who do you think would win if everyone's healthy and and you know would the warriors be able to keep up with all the depth and and the, you know like you said the fourth best defensive rating in, in in the league you know what i want to say but i can't even do that to myself <laughs> oh my god i, I nope. think it would go to i think it would go to at least six games but i gotta go with the warriors right now it's wow. out of the fourth best defensive rating oh. matchup against the best defensive rating. And wow. I think second best offensive rating right now or third best or so, so let me like ask. That. So if, 
if I may ask, who, who do you think is going to stop Nikola Jokic on the Warriors? <laughs> Absolutely nobody. <laughs> I, I, nobody can stop Jokic. I don't think there's a single player in the NBA, and many, many, many teams has tried, who can stop him. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him such an incredible, unique player. But at the same time, I think Aaron Gordon's amazing, and I think he could slow down Steph Curry better than most people. But just by slowing down a player, that doesn't limit their offensive impact. You can limit his points per game. But I mentioned before, the Warriors are number one in assists. If you limit Steph Curry's points per game, then look at the rest of the team. Look at Draymond. Look at Otto Porter. Some of these role guys who have really been stepping up. And I think those guys will have all these unique opportunities. And I think the Nuggets are a great team. But at the moment, I just I think the Warriors are better as much as I hate saying it. But I do Maybe. think that I do think you're right. Like Jokic is one of a kind player. And we've seen in the playoffs him drop 40 easily. You saw how dominant he was against the Trailblazers. And we also know from the year before how Murray could flip a switch and just drop 50 in every single, like any given night. And I think right. that's really tough to guard, like really tough to guard. But at the same time, we're talking <laughs> about Curry, somebody who could do that exact same thing, and arguably better. So it's going to be a great matchup. And I think it would be the most exciting finals, a uh, conference finals matchup possible. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, ho- hopefully we get to see it in the postseason. Uh, so uh, the Nuggets also, they've got uh, Nikola Jokic, best player efficiency of all time. Uh, and, and I think that's how he's going to finish the season. Uh, so if that's done, I think Steph has got some competition for MVP. You know, <laughs> I agree. I very much agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Bones Highland, the Nuggets definitely got a steal in this draft. He's incredible for them. Uh, uh, really brings life to the bench when the Joker goes to sit down. Uh, and that's a little bit of a problem for the Nuggets when Jokic sits down. Their rating just takes a plummet, their offensive rating. Uh, so what kind, what, what kind of changes are you expecting from Michael Malone to kind of like try and fix that? Because I know that, that it's, it's not really his fault, honestly, but what, what needs to be done? What else do you think needs to be done in that department? So obviously it's uh, definitely a big issue. Obviously when you have the most efficient player of all time, leaving the floor or most efficient single season of all time, leaving the floor, your team is going to get less efficient, but I think it's trusting the young guys a little bit more. Um, I, it's been happening a little bit more recently, but somebody like Fakud Nokampaza, he's playing okay, not as good as he was last year. Mm-hmm. And early on, Malone was forcing a lot of his playing time because he didn't trust the young guys just yet. And now that you see Bones Highland really improving, he's been starting to trust them a lot more. Zeke Nagy is another name I really think you guys should keep an eye out for because mm-hmm. he's missed a bunch of games. He's only played in five this season, but I believe he had 18 in one of them. And just watching the special connection he has with Bones Highland, just watching those assists and the chemistry between them. It's something that takes years to develop. And Najee was a rookie last year. Highland is a rookie now. I think that what's going to happen is they're just going to keep developing and really trusting these young guys. It's really going to change nuggets around. And also just if somebody's not working, Austin Rivers hasn't been playing too great. Give him a little bit less playing time. Make him work a little bit harder in practice. Whatever needs to be done to really prioritize the growth and development. Because at the same time, we want championship now. We want championship long-term too. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the Phoenix Suns. They've got uh, an 11-game winning streak. 
they have the biggest, the, the longest winning streak in the league right now and this season overall. They're currently playing the Nuggets as we speak. Uh, the Suns are winning 88 to 84. It's the third quarter with five, uh, with four seconds left, actually. Oh, just updated. The Suns are up 100 to 78. Sorry about that. Oh. End of the fourth, uh, end of the third quarter. Uh, so Devin Booker, his points per game did take a dip uh, in lieu of the foul rules, the new foul rules. Uh, and of course, you've got Chris Paul, who has been averaging over 10 assists a game. He has the highest assist to turnover ratio in the, in the league, or the best, I should say, uh, assist to turnover ratio in the league. Uh, Chris Paul has now, uh, I believe, the number is 46 games with 10 plus assists and zero turnovers. That's tied for the most in NBA history. Uh, the Suns, first, first off, how long do you think they can keep this this winning streak going? There's how, how many wins till they get a loss, David? Um, honestly, I mean they're they're playing really good basketball right now. Uh, I I think it's it's the way they've been playing last year. They've they sort of still have that championship experience and they're carrying it into the regular season. And the depth is there, just like uh, I mentioned with the Nuggets. They 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 also have their role players that know their role and uh, uh, know what they need to do in order to, you know, sort of try and get back to what they were last season. But I mean, I, I don't see it really lasting for a long time. And, I, and as I mentioned in previous episodes, I don't see them making a finals run again, obviously, but um, I do see them placing pretty high in the West um, in terms of their win streak. Uh, it could possibly end in another game or two, but I don't see them really going you know, farther than this, but they've been playing really great basketball. JaVale McGee's really stepped up for them. Um, uh, and as you said, like, you know, the, their, their second unit's also been pretty good. So they're not really going to keep this up for long. They're definitely not, not going to make another finals run, but they're playing pretty good basketball. And this is what I expect from a Phoenix Suns team that made the finals last season. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. The Suns uh, 11 game winning streak. And uh, Matthew, uh, we spoke about the Nuggets. So, where would you put the Suns' ceiling if everybody's healthy, if everybody's at their best? What What are they doing uh, in the postseason? I think their ceiling is a championship. They made it last year, and I think you have the same team, but not only the same team, but everyone's playing almost as good. You mentioned Devin Booker with the foul rule, but the foul rule has been affecting a lot of the stars around the league. But right now, there's six different players in the team averaging 10 points per game. In terms of player efficiency rating. I think you have, I'm going to look right now, one, two, three, four, four different players averaging 50, with a 15 PER higher and two more that are 14, which is absurd. Hmm. They're so efficient as a team overall. And I think they're so well coached. And I just think that they're ceiling. They are all healthy now and you can never predict an injury. But I think their ceiling is up there with any other team. Wow. Yeah. Suns are having an amazing season uh, right now so uh, there's uh, another team that I want to get to but first let's uh, finish up the Suns uh, Chris Paul Chris Paul uh, he's one of the best point guards in the league one of the best point guards in the league no question uh, so David what where would you put him is Chris Paul better than Russell Westbrook 
A hundred percent. That is not even a question. <laughs> not even a Come question. on. Sal. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you another one. Is he better than Ja Morant? That's a tough one now. Right now? Right now. Uh, uh, hit me with some stats. Let's hear the stats. Okay, well, like I mentioned, Chris Paul's averaging over 10 assists a game, uh, and he's uh, has the best assist to turnover ratio, and I'm going to pull up Ja Morant's uh, stats right, right. now. Uh, let's see, John Morant. John Morant. I mean, I we mentioned in previous episodes that he's probably going to win Here most is. improved. He's on he's on track to win most improved. Right. So he's averaging twenty five points per game. Uh, last season it was at nineteen. So uh, that's a big leap there. Five, uh, almost six assists per game. Uh, sorry, almost six rebounds per game. Seven assists. One and a half steals. Uh, per game and uh, three and a half turnovers per game. That's on the season. Okay, so for if, if we want to talk 20, 2021 to twenty two season, it's going to be John Morant as as of now at wow. least. I mean that's that's phenomenal right there. He's he really and I, I think he's really on on track to winning most improved. And and you're seeing it. I, I think the Grizzlies are going to be this underdog team that's and you've said this too in previous episodes. I think they're going to be this underdog team that's going to shock uh, the league, in my opinion. So as of now, it is John Morant, but overall, obviously, it's Chris Paul. That's not even a question. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. All right. So Chris Paul is 36 years old. He is under contract to play until he's 40. He's on that four year uh, contract. So at what point do you think he's going to slow down and, and, you know, come to, to a halt? Matthew, what do you think? You can never predict these things, but obviously <laughs> the point of a podcast is to do it anyways. I think, uh, I hate saying it, but I think a year or two before the contract is up, I don't know off the top of my head, the stats of players over 40, but I know NBA players typically don't last even close to that long. And right. as incredible as he is, he relies a lot on his quickness and agility. And that's something that just goes away naturally over time. His points per game has already taken a huge dip from where it used to be at the height of his career. And I don't think it's really going to get up to that level where it was before. And I think he's done an incredible job adjusting, focusing a lot more on his leadership. I think we can all agree his leadership now with the Suns is significantly like worlds ahead of where it was on the Rockets when there was all that drama. It's not even close. And just throughout his career, he was never known as a leader. And I think he's done an amazing job of adjusting from the top scoring option to somebody that can facilitate a lot better and help his teammates become top scoring off. He was always a good facilitator, but I think that's more of a primary role within his game now. But yeah, I and- think, oops, sorry, continue, David. Oh, no, I was going to say that, and to your point, I, I was going to say that DeAndre Ayton even said himself, like, Chris Paul saved his career. Like, he he saved him. He said uh-huh. it straight up. He's right. like, without Chris Paul, I, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So, And then proceeded to not get that contract extension. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a blunder by the Suns, honestly. Yeah, I, really I think I think that's more up. yeah, it's more on the Suns than than Aiden himself. But also Aiden turned down a hundred something million. Like right. he was he was pretty he wanted a Rudy Gobert contract. Like you're not gonna yeah. get a contract like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's ridiculous the, the entitlement that these players have. We mentioned it at towards the end of last season. Uh but uh yeah, he, he wanted he they gave him a, a big contract and he turned it down you know i mean <laughs> if he said no then he said no what else do you want them to do they they could have offered him a bigger deal even they could have offered him an insanely bigger deal and it's just absurd it's absurd i, mean, I think 
Look at Michael Porter Jr. He got his bag. <laughs> he got his bag. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm I'm look, honestly, I'm not happy about it. I'm I'm a Nuggets fan, but I I I, I can't I, I don't support that really. Uh, it, it does have an incentive. He's got to make an all NBA team for it to fully come to fruition for, for him to get all his money. But I don't like that that such a young guy is getting so much money. I mean, this is he's just coming off of his rookie contract. His rookie contract ended, and this is what he's getting. I don't I don't like it. Solomon, I don't like I, it. I love you, but I trust Tim Connolly a little bit more than I trust you. Tim <laughs> Connolly's the guy that got us Jokic. He got Murray. Mm-hmm. He got Aaron Gordon trade, which is looking like a huge win. He drafted so many young players, so many, so much development. And I think he is an eye for players, like very few executives in the NBA right now. So if Tim Connolly says Michael Porter Jr. deserves the money, I think he deserves the money. <laughs> I think there's just so much behind the scenes that we don't know. And I don't think we've seen his uh, ceiling yet. We saw what happened when Murray went down. MPJ literally picked up exactly where Murray left off and became, he showed flashes of an all NBA player. And I think that is his ceiling. And I hope that the injuries don't derail his career, his his vaccination status. I hope that doesn't derail his career either, because that's a whole nother story we could talk about. But the fact that they're offering incentives to get him to that level, if he makes all NBA, no doubt he deserves that contract, which is why I think that it was a really good move by the Nuggets to make. Mm-hmm, right. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. The, it seems like he's had some injuries in his career before he came to the NBA. He got injured. He didn't play for a year. And, and now he's got this back problem. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe it'll go away and, and he'll move past it, I, I hope. Uh, so the last team I'm going to talk about tonight is the Utah Jazz, uh, all, all the Western Conference uh, today. Uh, so the Jazz have won their last three games. They have a record of 11 and 5. Uh, and uh, I think they're just doing great things on, on the basketball court. They're connecting really well. They have a, a very well-formulated team. Uh, so uh, where... where uh, how far would they go in the Western Conference with, uh, you know, you gave the Nuggets, Warriors, and, and uh, Suns all hopes for uh, the finals. Where would you put the Jazz, a team like the Jazz? I think the Jazz are a very, very great team. We saw them last year with how well they overperformed. And um, when you have Donovan Mitchell, the incredible player he is, and when you have Rudy Gobert, an incredibly overpaid but incredibly efficient and talented player, especially on defense as well. I think they have a really high ceiling. Right now, we're seeing the Lakers flounder a little bit. Clippers are underperforming. And I have a hard time seeing them continue, both, the, both of those teams continue that over the course of the entire season. I think they are better than the Mavericks, though. They're much better than the Trailblazers, Grizzlies. That's why I think the Warriors, Suns, and Nuggets are the cream of the crop right now with the Lakers borderline and the Clippers slightly behind them. And I think you kind of have to pair the Jazz with the Clippers I think both of them have incredible potential. The Jazz are just realizing a lot it a lot more now. And I do think that the Clippers aren't the best coach team and they have too many different personalities, but I think they outrank them in talent tremendously. So mm-hmm. I think I can easily see them making it to the divisional round, making it out of the first round into the second round. I don't know mm-hmm. if I see them in the conference finals, but I think they can. I just have a hard time seeing them outperform the teams we've been talking about earlier. The Clippers or the Jazz? Uh, honestly, both. Yeah, we, we mentioned like a lot in the previous episodes that uh, the Jazz are like this regular season team that can't really carry what they have and bring it to the playoffs, you know? Who has right. the playoff experience needed to get to that championship hump? 
because the Suns, it's Chris Paul. He has that kind of long-term leadership capabilities to do it. I think the Nuggets are missing that also, but we all know the Lakers have that. We all know the Clippers have that, but who do the Jazz have? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. The Jazz don't have a lot of uh, star power. They have the right guys around Gobert and Mitchell, but uh, I don't think it's enough really to go uh, the, the, the distance. Well, uh, they, so, they just signed Hassan Whiteside. Right. <laughs> there <laughs> well, we go. They're winning the championship. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Back. It's over. Like everything I said. <laughs> so uh, looks like Zoom's going to cut us short a little bit tonight. Hopefully by next week, we'll have a, a better Zoom account so we can go the full hour. Uh, so uh, th- I want to thank you for coming on tonight, Matthew. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and go over the trivia game uh, winner for this week. Uh, so now, if you're not sure how it works on the Instagram page, uh, we post a question on the story uh, every day, Monday through Friday, multiple choice, uh, get get uh, the most right, and you win the game. You win a, a shout out on, on the next episode. So uh, I'm going to go through all the questions and answers, and then I'll announce the winner of this week's game. So the first question on Monday was Stephen Curry has made the most threes ever has most made the the most threes ever true or false. Uh, And and then there was a third option that said, I don't know who Stephen Curry is. Uh, (laughs) So the correct answer is of course, true. Stephen Curry does have the most three pointers made last week. He passed Ray Allen. uh, So uh, he's on the top of the list. Question number two, Tuesday, who is on pace to finish the, uh, the season with the highest single season player efficiency rating? And, well, uh, wh- who is it, Matthew? <laughs> Why don't you tell us? It's Nicole I Jokic. I think it's, uh, I think it's Hassan Whiteside. It's, David <laughs> it's obviously Jokic. I can't stop talking about it. Yeah, of course, yeah. it's Jokic. Uh, so who has the biggest drop-off in the uh, free throw attempts since last season. Last season, it was 7.2 free throw attempts per game. Now it's 3.2. Uh, so the answer, correct answer is Damian Lillard. I got a lot of, a lot of guys with that one. Uh, question number four. This was Thursday, the all-time day. Uh, the Heat are on pace to have three players average 20 points per game. Uh, how many teams in NBA history have accomplished this? The correct answer is 10 teams. And, well... Nobody got this question right. Not a single person. Wow. <laughs> I got it. So the next day, I, I gave you an easy one. Uh, who has the biggest winning streak in the league? And the answer, of course, is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so the winner, of course, this week is, he didn't get it last week, but he got it this week. It's Joey Zakai. I want to congratulate Joey Zakai. Shout out to him. Uh, he was with us last week. Uh, thanks again for coming on last week. And he's, he had four out of five correct answers. Uh, so nice job to uh, everyone else who tried. And try again next week for the trivia game. Uh, and if you're not following us on Instagram at Sporting DSM, uh, and check out our merch store at sportingdsm.com. Uh, so thanks again, Matthew, for joining us for this episode of Sporting DSM. Uh, and we'll see you next week.